Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome to Deeper Dive. I'm your host, Jay Wall, and this is season four, episode 50. Can you believe it? Five zero. Wow, we are, we actually are old. I'm going to have to accept that. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have to accept that and of course the, the, the lady in the background laughing is the world's greatest co-host I have to call her Mrs. Clutch thank you so much because <laughs> you have been in the clutch for me guys thank you happy holidays to you same to you same to <laughs> that's you that's good that is good man I, I, I don't know if I can get past this 5-0 man no. I think I can do it though I, I think I can do it but uh <laughs> Just to let our podcasters know, of course, this is a weekly podcast sponsored by Plantation SCA Church. And we also like to thank all our podcasters since you've been listening on a weekly basis. Some we know, some we don't know, but we want to thank you. And I hope if you have a wonderful holiday. And as always, any of your questions and your comments and concerns, please text us via WhatsApp, 954-388-8780. And lastly, please subscribe to our channel at deeperdive.com. Plantation TV. And Don? Yes. It feels good to be it feels good to be back. I like it. Oh, I know. It's been a while, Joe. It's been a while. Well, yeah, we have to we have to go back where our church our church theme is to better together, right? Better together. There you go. There you go. That's right. <laughs> well, guess what? I hope you had a nice uh, Christmas with your family. I did. And I hope you yes. did too. I did, I did. Unfortunately, my wife is a little sick, but uh, she's oh. uh she's getting better though. Good. Very good. Yeah, I'm playing. I'm playing Dr. Joe M.D. right now, so I'm taking care of her. <laughs> good for you. Good for you. And, uh, that's good. And of course, right now we have our young pastor. You know what? I, I had this name for him. You have a name. I was going to call him the the No Tie Pastor. The who? The No, the no What? <laughs> the No Tie Pastor. The No, the no Tie Pastor. The no pa- yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if that's gonna stick, but you know, because he's like me, I don't wear ties. I know, right? You know, funny, funny, uh, funny story on that. This last Saturday, my mom was like, "You should wear your tie," and I was like, "No," and it, <laughs> and she and she she pushed hard, man. I was like, "I'm not wearing the tie. I'm the no tie pastor." I <laughs> <laughs> look that's prophecy. Prophecy. <laughs> that's pure yeah. prophecy. That's look prophecy, that. Don. That is prophecy, Don. <laughs> By the way, if, if anybody don't know, I know he's been on here about two or three times, but welcome. <laughs> Pastor well, Kevin. That's going to cost it. Thank you, my brother. I hope you had a good holiday or it's still enjoying it. Yeah. That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's Excuse good. As all... Okay, that's good. Thank you. All right, Don, let's go. As we always do, let's start off with a word of prayer. Mm-hmm. Father God, thank you once again, Lord, for being the all knowing and all redeeming God. Thank you. For your blessings, so uh, we thank you for the blessing for the nice holiday, Lord. Thank you for the blessing for community of church, and we thank you for plantation itself, Lord. Thank you for for the podcast, Lord, that was continue going on even when one is here, the other one's there to fill in, and we thank you for that. Continue to bring the word forth, so we can bring it forth to whoever it needs to go to. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Okay, the gift that keeps on giving. Yes, ma'am. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of Christmassy, kind of, because it has the word gift in there. But the one part is that keeps on giving. Why did you come up with something like that? Yeah. Well, a lot of it came from the struggle I've had to try to find a good gift for my friend. <laughs> I'm a, I'm 
I'm I'm sitting here. We have this Secret Santa coming up, and I'm like, oh man, what a what do I give him? You know, and and I was like, what would be the perfect gift? And I was like, you know, my favorite gifts are the ones that you can use over and over and over again. The ones that have like the most um, diverse set of uses. Exactly. And and I was like, yeah, like you know, a gift that keeps on giving. And then, well, there you go. You know, I was thinking of the sermon. And I was like, hey, I know a gift that keeps on giving. Mm -hmm. and yeah that's where the idea came from ah okay all right amen 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 yeah all right so we're in uh luke chapter mm -hmm. two one through seven and of course this mm -hmm. is around the time uh well let's back it up we want to thank the cantata that was i just got to say it again that was i know awesome. right the cantata that was yeah. awesome yeah that, that was awesome Incredible. that's all i got to say man right, we're just gonna be talking about that for a while yeah. that was really mm -hmm. good. put a twist on that one so i appreciate everybody nick um uh what's the young lady that you interviewed last sabbath um it's kelly it's kelly yeah man kelly, Can't yeah. About her, man. she yep, did a wonderful yep. job and all the casts and characters man we thank you so that yeah. all right i'm gonna put my i want to put my spot in i need to go back and be uh part of her today <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I just like that. I like that position. That's you know? a Nick like... suggestion. You have to go yeah, out. Said, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm abandoning this. Okay, this is what so... I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me proceed. Okay, so here we are now. It's Christ's birth. Mm -hmm. Um, you say, Pastor, there is a decree sent out by Caesar, and mm -hmm. at that time, I guess, like if, if you mentioned, if you live in Florida, if you're born in Florida, Georgia, and you live in Florida, you have to go back and register. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, from there. So, um, at this Christ, uh. Go ahead and proceed with uh, what was going on that time. Yeah. Well, uh, as for the reason of the census, I would imagine it had to do with uh, organization and and control, right? The Roman Empire was really big. They had a lot of places with a lot of diverse groups of people. And there was a lot of tension between them. There, like Especially at the time of Jesus, mm -hmm. there was a, a very large amount of tension between the the Jewish population and the Roman, the Roman uh, overlords, so to speak, so much so that even even one of Jesus' disciples, Simon the Zealot, um, mm. that 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 title Zealot, it uh it means he he was part of an organization that was trying to overthrow the Roman government. Mm. So, um, so that that was the the time period in which Jesus was born, which is why I would imagine these are had a census as for a specific reason like out of caesar's mouth i can't really tell you but um mm -hmm. but i would imagine is it's easier to control a group of people when you know how many of them there are and where they're from exactly. you know mm. exactly. i don't know that just sounds like gentrification to me yeah 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 i mean i guess that's how early i guess that you would call that an early day of polling you know when they come by your house and get your census how many's in your house blah 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 yeah because that, that's how you make political decisions right it's like yeah you know yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna decide to give this this specific city over to a specific group of people you better know that you're giving it to a tribe that has more numbers because those are the ones that are going to be more influential you know it's 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 not very different from nowadays mm. understood understood so during this time um is a census and the political situation, the people of um, that area, the Jews themselves are looking for this Messiah. And mm -hmm. that, why do you think that they would be really like, I mean, they got this kind of, this army that's totally taken over this whole area. 
why do you think they're constantly looking for this other person that they think is probably going to come in and just, you know, swoop in like David did and take over? Do you think that that was their kind of mentality as they're looking for this new Messiah? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we, and we know that, um, we know that because of the misunderstanding that not only the Romans had about it, but the Jews themselves, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's why what Jesus preached was so strange to his disciples. They couldn't understand it because the gospel had been perverted to such an extent where people were thinking that the Jew that was going to come was going to release them from the bonds of, of the Romans. That's what they believed. And and here's the thing. We like I always say when it comes to biblical, you know, interpretation or whatever, it's important to really read it from the perspective of the people at the time. It's very easy to it's very easy to blame the Pharisees, say, Well, I don't understand how how they couldn't have seen it. It's so obvious, yada yada yada. But remember that the Pharisees have grown up with the story of the judges. And in the mm-hmm. story of the judges, every time that Israel messed up, what happened? They were oppressed by a foreign nation. Right. Then came a judge that saved them from the nation, yes. and the Israelite mm-hmm. and and the people had their freedom again. Exactly. So it's not surprising to me that as a you know a lot of people would start to interpret it this way. Okay, we messed up. Mm-hmm. Now Rome is just another nation that we're oppressed because we messed up. We're mm-hmm. waiting for the Messiah. The Messiah is going to free us from the Romans. And, you know, that's what we're going to do. They were under the the impression that that was going to be what happened because that that's what their tradition had had done. They, they had suffered so much under these foreign nations mm. that after a certain point, theology, um, or rather, our life tends to bleed into our theology. And I mm-hmm. believe that that's what happened. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you explained about what the three reasons are that Christ's birth proved uh that his uh that was true in the in the in the old testament talk to us about those and in, in those in those uh formats right well um the old testament is littered with references to jesus christ i mean we have it even in genesis um you know the the whole idea of there's going to be a woman and um her seed will step on his head but the snake will strike him on the heel you know those verses that goes that's all referring to jesus yes uh the ones that i mentioned in the sermon Mm -hmm. i I chose specifically because they were they were extremely clear um you know unmistakable prophecies right um that that also happened to do with the birth of jesus during christmas so you know, to stay on theme, I figured those would be the ones to to go to. Yeah. Um I can I can pull them up and pull them up here if that's what you want to hear. Sure. Um but yeah, the, I mean the very first one is would be uh would be the one in Isaiah, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the one where here he's born of a virgin. And yeah, Emmanuel. Um, and I mean, mm-hmm. You know how many how many virgins, you know, given birth are there, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, exactly. I can't imagine it's a very common phenomenon, right? Mm-hmm. And so here you go. You know, we have this. We have that one. It's Isaiah seven fourteen. 
I mm. mentioned the one in Micah too, and the, the Micah, the Micah one is particularly um, important to me. The, the reason why is because one, Bethlehem was a small city. So yes. for anyone who wants to say that, well, they just you know predicted it. You know, because imagine if I, you know, set a prophecy right now, it's like the savior of Miami is going to come from, you know, downtown Miami. It's like, well, duh. You know, like how many people come from Miami? You know, it's a huge city. (laughs) Imagine if I I said something like the savior from Miami is going to come from the Miami, not in Miami, but the Miami in Indiana. And if you've ever been to the Miami in Indiana, there's absolutely nothing there. And so that's a little more impressive. Yeah, there's like the was it Miami, Ohio? Yeah. Oh, Ohio. Miami, <laughs> Ohio. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That, that's a yeah. small one. That's a very small one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, not only that, um, that's also something that nobody can really control. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously there there were rumors and there there even are beliefs today that Mary was impregnated by a man and she just said he was the Messiah and all that. Um but him being born in Bethlehem, combined with all of the uh, all of the other things that he fulfilled, it's not something that he has direct control over. This would have mm-hmm. this would have had to have been something that his mom had set up previously, and um, and we know that it had to have happened anyways because his father was supposedly from the line of David in Bethlehem. So yes. You know, there you have it. I mean, it's it's not something that he really had control over. So those nope. that that's the reason that one is is pretty important to me. Okay. Um, uh, and then yeah, the last one was was the one in Hosea. Oh and, yeah, the uh, uh, that was, I think that was his uh, Egypt destination. Yeah, when he flees to Egypt. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I mean, that that's a hard one to predict too. <laughs> no, of course, of course. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's very true. So, um. You talked about the accident that you had when you were seven. Yes. How is that connected with what we're talking about? Well, that's part of the that's part of the third sort of um the third sort of the third or the second sort of gift that I was talking about mm. that came with this. Mm. Uh, oh, the idea the is Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh um yeah, the the idea is that um, yeah, my grandmother had an accident. Well, we had an accident when I was seven. I think I was like seven or eight, something like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, the car flips. My grandma passes during the accident. Mm-hmm. And and let me tell you, you know, the the accident had some really serious ramifications on my family. Like, um, it definitely changed a lot of things. Yeah. But, uh, but, um, but I'll tell you what, you know, my family didn't break. Whereas a lot of families would have, mm-hmm. um, and um, my mom, you know, my mom, she experienced depression. She experienced a lot of things, um, you know, a lot of negative things. But again, she's here, and she fought through it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure. I'm mean, well, not not. I'm sure. I know that if you ask her how she did it, she'd tell you it's because of the hope that we have in God. And it's the same here. You know, I've had my grandma pass. I've had had other people pass in my life unfortunately that I was very close to mm-hmm. and every time um every single time you know it's it's really the the, the knowledge that god is is not only with me that that there's a hope that there's a second life mm-hmm. that gives us the hope to to keep moving forward and right, that's right. that's a very valid and powerful gift that that comes along with this 
Mm-hmm. And that's why I figured I'd, I'd put it in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. I understand if you had somebody come to you in the office and they're like, pastor, you know, I don't think I've just lost a loved one. They've lost a loved one and they're, they're just trying to get past that pain. How do you help them to understand that they need to hold on to that hope? Mm, good yeah. question. Well, yeah, that, that's, I'll tell you what, that's a, that's a tough one. And that's, that's, that's the kind of question that if you ask that in, in seminary, you know, or, or, you know, in, in any schooling that you go to, they'll probably, they'll probably be like, well, uh, that depends on the situation <laughs> because, mm-hmm. um, you know, if someone is like taking that scenario, someone came to my office and asked me that the first thing I want to do is, is I'd like to, I'd like to validate their feelings. Um, mm-hmm. people, you know, a lot of time they're not really looking for an answer more than they're looking for some kind of support. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so to hear, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to be the pastor that says, oh, well, don't worry about it. You know, you're going to see him again anyhow. <laughs> you know, you don't, don't want to do wow. that. Um, you're going to get some funny facial wow. reactions. Yeah, you, know, you don't want to do that. Wow. You know? Yeah. So the first thing you, you know, the, you have to have tact. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and, uh, and I, I, it's funny that you asked that because I, I actually had an experience like that even before I was a pastor. This was when I was studying to be a pastor. I was doing my, my, um, what do you call it? My internship here in Florida mm-hmm. and a family friend of ours, very close family friend, he passes away from cancer mm-hmm. and it was just devastating. You know, like it was devastating for everybody. It was devastating for the family. It was just so horrible. And one of the adults, an adult man, you know, he's like fifties now, you know, I look up to this guy, mm-hmm. he takes me outside. He says, Hey, why did God let this happen? Ooh. You know? mm-hmm. And, uh, that that's a that's a test man and and, and, and you know you know I, t- I told him i was like look this is a horrible thing and I, i'm not gonna say that god caused this in any way you know but the only thing that the only thing that we can say is that god is in control that's the only thing yeah. we know that god is in control and i don't know why this might have happened maybe there's a reason maybe it was just sin who, you know, unfortunately, we're still living in a sinful world where sinful things happen and death is part of sin. Exactly. Um, but we know that we do have a hope. And even though this is a horrible time and it's important to grieve and to, because you can't discount grieving. Grieving is important. You, you have to make sure that people grieve, say, hey, even though it's okay to grieve, we know that we're going to see her again. This isn't the yeah. End. Yeah, you know? that, 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 that's a lot difficult for some people. I mean, you know, even for Bob's death, I knew I was going to grieve. I had time to grieve and I thank her for that. But, you know, for a non-believer sometimes just to hear that, it's just frustrating. You go, God's in control, really? You yeah. know, mm-hmm. and I, I, you can't really answer past that. You know, you, you know, that's actually truth. But to them, yeah. it's like, really? You know, if he's a good God, why does he do stuff like that? Yeah. You know, I, I've had those questions come toward me like that. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and you know, it's completely fair because it's yeah. completely fair because of the way that people have been raised to think on, on how the world works. Mm-hmm. Um, remember, we as Adventists, we have this idea of the great controversy. We have yes. that. We know that there is a sort of ideological debate. We understand that Satan is, you know, doing everything he can to hurt people and to mm-hmm. indulge in this world. We all we understand those things. 
But believe it or not, that knowledge is not common knowledge. Mm -hmm. Most other people don't believe like that. And they believe yes. that God literally is in, in total. And we know that he is in total control, but we understand why these things happen. They don't. They mm -hmm. believe that every time someone dies, God literally just said, okay, kill him. <laughs> That's what they believe. Wow. You know? People believe that. And mm. um and that's why I, I can in that in that logic, of course, any any reasonable person would ask, Well, if God is in total control, why did why why is he allowing these people to die? Of course. Yeah. That's a yeah. completely reasonable assumption. Yeah. God knows, you're right. Yeah. Um I wanted to mention back at number two when you said he gave us how to teach us how to live as Christians. I like it when you mention about how the Sadducees and the Pharisees, they were just completely going at Jesus, like, you know, okay, I'm smarter than you. Okay, let me let me see if I can trap you, which I like what you mentioned about the commandment. That was a wonderful answer to give them because they were stumped after that. Like, um, okay. And, and <laughs> you can't then, really uh, argue with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> just a wonderful answer. I was like, <laughs> only he could give that answer for that. But I, I like the fact because like I can say he teaches is of course a part of the prophecy, how to, to live like Christians. Because like you mentioned, you know, something happens that we can hell have a good life in Christ, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's that's probably the most concrete, difficult to argue against thing that mm -hmm. we have as Christians, you know? Mm -hmm. You can argue philosophy, you can argue scientific evidence, you can argue whatever, but nobody can argue with the fact that we have hope. You know, Amen. Uh, no, Amen. nobody can argue with the fact that we love our enemies. Nobody can argue with that. Mm -hmm. No, nobody can argue with our lifestyle, you know, mm. and that's the gift that God gave us, you know, to, to be people who are ideally, of course, you know, we, we know that we're all sinners, but um, to, to be a people that are not, you know, bound by like a need for hatred or revenge or a people that can turn the other cheek or a people that look to to help the world who actively look to solve problems nobody mm -hmm. can argue with that nobody can yeah. and um and we actually see that there's there's proof of that in the world today i remember i remember um i don't know if it was in the philippines maybe it was in jamaica maybe in jamaica but there there's a there's this landlord who is not christian himself but he only mm -hmm. takes adventist tenants why? Because he knows that Adventist tenants are going to pay on time. They're not going to steal. <laughs> they're not going to be rowdy. They're not going to. Uh -huh. They're not going to. Why? Because you you can't argue with the lifestyle. You can't argue with the lifestyle. I can't um, can't blame them. Can't blame them. Yeah, yeah, and 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 yeah. I mean, that's one of the many examples. There's you know, there's another one. Like I think in Australia, you know, Adventists tend to even live longer and stuff like that. It, it, like you can't deny it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how do we practically, day-to-day -day basis, how do we actually live with this hope that we can keep giving the gift to others that we get in contact with? How do we do that as Christians? How do we do that? Mm -hmm. Well, I think part of it is, I think the most fundamental thing is probably to try and live in a prayerful state of mind. It's a mm -hmm. strange a strange phrase but mm -hmm. the reason i say that is because it's easy maybe it's not easy but you know it's doable to get up every yeah. day 
mm-hmm. read your Bible, you know, slap it shut. Say, all right, time to go do whatever I got to do. What I did. <laughs> you know, and that's, my and that's like a checklist. <laughs> it's like, all right, I did it. Bye. You know? Yeah. But living in a prayerful state of mind is a little more than that. Um, it's, it's when you're able to involve God in every aspect of your life. And even as you're shopping in the grocery store, you know, you're just thinking a little bit, you know, it doesn't have to be crazy. Okay. We're, we're normal people. We can think about football. We can think yeah. about, you know, movies and stuff. That's, <laughs> oh, that's okay. Yeah. Um, but you know, throughout the day we take, we, you know, we take a moment and we say, Hey, um, you know what, what does God want me to do today? You know, or what mm-hmm. are some areas in my life that, that maybe I'm failing that I can mm-hmm. improve. Um, th- there's a sermon by Joel Olstein that I heard, and, you know, Joel Olstein, very controversial figure. But, um, you know, he did say this that I actually agreed with. And he said, there's no reason we can't acknowledge God in our daily life. When you get out of the car and you see the beauty of the day, there's no reason you can't say, you know, thank you, God, for a beautiful day. Right. And that and that puts you in a in a prayerful state of mind. Now, now you're thinking about God and everything that you do. Mm-hmm. You, know, you had a good conversation with your friend. You, you shared a laugh. No reason to walk away. Say, man, thank you, God, for that friend. You know? Pastor, as always, we thank you for that message. Um, I must say that uh, as Christians, you know, the, the daily lives, you know, it's, it's you know, we, we're, we're under we're under test sometimes, too. You know, we get tested even through, I sometimes I get tested at work, you know, um, mm-hmm. in, in certain ways. And certain people come up with a conversation about Christ and, and then they put their religion in. And I'm like, okay, Lord, just tell me what to say, because sometimes I don't know what to say, you know, but. I, I said, can I get back with you and we can talk about it? But they're kind of insistent sometimes and tell you, no, you're, you're a Christian. You're supposed to know all the answers. I said, believe me, if I did. <laughs> if I knew all the I answers, did, I wouldn't be here, man. Believe me, <laughs> I would not be here. I, I believe me, I tell them that. But, you know, I, I can understand that. But I, I, I appreciate the fact that they respect me to come to me and say, hey, Joe, you know, what do you think about this religious situation? Or, or, or sometimes I, I try to stay away from it because it's at my job. But you know, I, I don't want to. I don't want to just walk away and evade the question. I just want to be able to to answer them in in the, in the most common way I know, referring to the Bible, of course. Yeah. But Pastor, thank you so much, and I hope you have a wonderful week. And God willing, we'll see you Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And um, just Sabbath. continue to pray us out as you always do. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Just pray us out. Yeah. Thank you. Oh yes, right. Is it communion? When is communion? Thirtieth, right? On Sabbath. Yeah, I believe so. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's coming Sabbath. Yep, yep. Okay, yeah, you're right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Good thing I, look, good thing I did mention that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right, Pastor, <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> Absolutely. My pleasure. Uh, Lord, we thank you because we got together here uh, with Don and, and Joe, and we just had a we had a great time. And I hope that the listeners were, were able to be blessed somehow and that they can, they can uh, walk away with a little bit of more you know the nugget of truth that they can apply in their daily life i ask now lord that you bless everyone during these wonderful holidays i hope that you put your your loving hand over everybody make sure that they feel accompanied that they feel your presence they don't feel alone god in mm-hmm. jesus name we pray amen. amen amen god bless everyone